you know, with a 21-18 um, lead there by, by the Houston Rockets. So the Jazz come out, sounds like excuses, but those were pretty emotional ball games that the Jazz played the last few games. It does seem like yeah. that's actually fairly reasonable in this circumstance. I thought it's interesting, though. Like, Lowry Markinen just didn't have it tonight. 0 of 6 from 3. He ends up with 14. He, I think he had, in the first quarter, he goes 1 of 5. By the first half, he goes 3 of 10. He then finds, he goes 4 of 9 in the second half. It's a minor thing, Ron, but to me, it's it's these tiny little incremental pieces that you're gonna he's going to learn this year. Like, he's being asked to be the primary option on a team for the first time in his career. What does he do on a night where he doesn't have legs? How does he score? What does he do? And I thought he, he, he tried to figure it out tonight. Well, I, I thought he did too, Dave. He went 0 for 3 from the free throw line, but he, he, you start going to the basket. You start working, working on your mid-range game, using that height advantage every time you know, if you have a, an opportunity to, to do that. And uh, he, he's just you know, being young uh, and, and realizing, and he struggled from the three-point line. He knew it. Made that extra pass a couple of times. One to Jordan Clarkson down in the corner so he could shoot the three. Uh, you know, those kind of things end up, you, you end up learning a lot from there. Uh, but you know, he still ended up with a pretty good night, you know, which ended up with, what, 14 points and 7 for 18 from the field. Made a couple of field goals. Now he's got a pretty good shooting night. On the other end, one of the most difficult things for this team's going to have is on nights where they don't have a score or they don't have a man, as they say in the NBA, to carry them or to spark them. How do they stay in games? The Rockets are not a great basketball team, but they play hard. They have a system. They know what they're doing. I thought the Jazz did a nice job tonight of staying in contact. Like They were in the game the whole time, so you still saw the effort. You saw, still saw the relentlessness. Yeah. You still saw all the feature of this team. They only led tonight for basically one possession the entire night. There was two lead changes the entire night. The Jazz took a lead. And the Rockets took it back, and that was it for the whole night. Jazz did not lead except for one possession in the third quarter of this game. Playing like the Jazz did, if they were playing the Golden State Warriors or something like that, they probably would have been blown off the floor. But this is a young team that, that's struggling there as well uh, and gave the Jazz a chance to stay in the basketball game to win it. Now, you look at the fourth quarter, the Jazz 15 for 27 for 56%. You take that any night. But look what they gave up. They gave up 11 for 16 shooting for 69% there from, from the Houston Rockets. And so you're playing uphill, and you just couldn't get it done. Actually, let's get into that a little bit. This is a great point, Ron. So what happened in that quarter? Neither team played a center, right? The Rockets basically played Eric Gordon, Kenyon Martin Jr., Jabari Smith, who's kind of a center, but spread out Jalen Green and Kevin Porter. So the floor was spread, and guys were just driving one-on-one, had to drive their yard. Same thing was such a problem for us when we had Rudy Gobert. Still seems to be a little bit of a problem. Yeah, just and, and exactly. And one time they had, as you mentioned, had Rudy Gay playing the center position, which is not good. So what happens? They put the ball forward, drive into the basket. The Jazz go 0 for 3 from the three-point line, I mean from the free-throw line because they were not driving to the basket and getting fouls. But the Rockets go 12 for 12. So they were able to get to the free-throw line along with, you know, with, with the uh, the 11 field goals that they were able to get there in that third period. We're also, period. We're also learning about Will Hardy every night, and we saw him really search tonight and, and make some pretty interesting moves. So the first search was he brought Foncecchio in. Yeah. The second well, search I, I was think he brought. The first search was what he, he he brought those guys and he took the starters out and kept them off the floor for, for almost long, the, the, for that third period a lot in that third period going into the fourth period and then they, when he brought Fonsecchio in it was just, he was searching. So he was searching. 
there's two moves here. One that's worth talking about is he goes to Alexander Walker. And he takes Colin Sexton out of the game. The most animated we've seen Will Hardy this year was when Sexton was not pushing the basketball mm-hmm. tonight. And there there was a little teaching going on there from, from Hardy about what he wants from Sexton. I'm sure Sexton will be right back in that position the next game. But that was a really interesting move because Alexander Walker came in basically in Colin Sexton's spot to play point guard. The Foncecchio we'll get to in a second, but I thought that one was interesting. There is a way that Will Hardy wants the, the, this game to be played and pushed, and it, it was not being executed. Yeah, it, it's, it's you know, this is a young season. Yes, only only four ball games in, into the season for the most part. And, and uh, you know, him and his coaching staff, obviously they're searching for a lot of things out there on the floor, searching for combinations, guys who can play in certain situations. Uh, can we go small? And, and get the job done, you know, what guys can you do that with? I mean, there's a lot of things that need to be ironed out, uh, you know, with this team. You know, not supposed to win a lot of basketball games, not supposed to win a lot of basketball games. The big thing here is the, the players that they have stay in basketball games and try to give yourself a chance to win, and, and that's all they can do with the type of talent they have. All right, so Foncecchio plays all 12 minutes of the fourth quarter. He has 13 points. He goes 5 of 9 from the field. He goes three of five from three. I'm certain he's going to be one of our two stars tonight. But what did you see out of Simone Foncecchio tonight? Well, it, uh, what I saw tonight was what we watched him work out. You watch him catch on the move, sets up very quickly, and, and gets his shot off. He was coming off screens. I mean, his his hands were right waist high. He's ready for the ball to receive the basketball, and then he catches and gets rid of it. You know, he doesn't catch it and then have to spurn the square shoulders. And when he comes off that screen, I mean, he's ready uh, to get a shot off very quickly, and, and we saw that he can uh, he, he can be on target. I mean, you can have a lot of confidence uh, in, in, and trust his shooting, I think, you know, going forward. Do uh, you think he's right now just a spark off the bench? I, I don't know. Like, I, the easy answer is he earned a bunch of minutes, but I don't know what minutes he would take. Taylor Horton Boy. Tucker's playing that position pretty well. He's almost like the backup, mm-hmm. unless you're going to turn Taylor Horton Tucker into the point guard of that second unit. Malik Beasley's playing well. He's kind of really a shooting guard. Uh, unless you're going you're to take Colin Sexton out of the lineup and put Horton Tucker as your point guard, like on that second unit that we're playing, I, I, I'm still not sure that tonight, you know, the, the demand will be there. He did this tonight. He's got to get minutes. I, I, I think he's a break glass in case of emergency right now for the way this rotation is, and he, and they, and he broke glass beautifully tonight. I don't think I, – I, I, I think they knew exactly that he could, what kind of player he was. He could shoot the basketball, that kind of thing. And I don't think you're absolutely right that he's breaking the rotation here with, with one basketball game. But going forward, this this is this is still a learning situation here for for Will Harding. Uh, and you know who knows? I mean, he, someone he just, in other words, David, just keep him ready. And, and if he stays ready, then he can probably, you know, down the line somewhere, maybe a month or, you know, farther into the season, get to the point where he's a valuable player on this team. I got to say, Taylor Horton Tucker is one of the most unique players I've ever seen. I, I don't have any idea what he is. He's got, he had nine points, five rebounds, three assists. He's like a 6'4", 240-pound point guard. Yeah. He's, an, he's got these 7-foot-1 reach. He makes these defensive plays. He's not a natural shooter. He's not a natural passer. But he's somehow effective. He, he's, he's a guy that plays best with the ball in his hands. Now, you just mentioned that he had, what, five assists? Is that what you said? Uh, I think he had, he had three assists had tonight, three, five he rebounds. He had three assists um, in, in 17 minutes. Uh, ended up with, with nine points. He's a player that 
is a driver, uh, not a very good three-point shooter. Have not seen him shoot very many mid-range shots. He's seen him get into the paint and maybe turn to shoot a little fade around, fadeaway jump shot. But um, Jason Kidd used the term a late passer in one of the coaches. Talking interviews. about LeBron? Uh, no, he was talking about Luca. Oh, yeah, he was talking about Luca. That's yeah. right. Um, that might be what we see in Tucker, that – you know, he, he's a late passer, meaning when he gets in trouble now, he, he looks and, and, and can find the, the open man or quick enough to find someone cutting to the basket where he can get an assist or something like that. But he, he's more of what Jordan Clarkson was last year. He said, I mean, that head is down and trying to get to the basket. Well, the Sexton Horton Tucker combo, I called them the running backs today, or the backfield today. Horton <laughs> Tucker's the fullback, Sexton's the running back. The only problem is running backs don't give up the ball. Right. Exactly. Right. And, and right. both of those need to fumble every now and then. Right. Uh, that's where the analogy falls. All right, who's your two stars tonight, Ron Boone? Boy, that, that's uh, for, for our team. Fonchecchio's one Fonchecchio of them, right? Fonchecchio definitely, you know, has, has to be one. Uh, Jared uh, Vanderbilt, 13 points, 11 rebounds, yeah. two assists tonight, 32 well, minutes. The, yeah, that's pretty standard for him, but I, that, that could be one there as well. Maybe Jordan Clarkson here as of late. Uh, at, at, it, it's, it's tough. Rudy Gabe not having a good night. Walker Kessler nah. struggled tonight in foul trouble. Mike Conley battled through the night. Maybe Mike Conley could be considered a star of the night only because playing on the back end of the back-to-back to show leadership, be the captain of this team tonight and kind of show how seriously he's taking the season might be as important a message as he sends to anyone all season long. If you had to give out two, Benchecchio I really one. want to give out one. <laughs> but we have two stars every night, Ron We have two stars every night, okay. Then... I'd, I'd probably go with Jordan Clarkson. All right. You know, that's. I might have gone Mike Conley. He went Jordan Clarkson. You comment on YouTube where you want to go as well. That wraps up Postcast. Thanks so much for tuning in today.